What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Kicks and Picks Podcast. Nick and Scotty here with very special guest. Now we can officially say a recurring guest, Martino Puccio. Martino, what is going on, dude? Thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's great. No worries. Um, yeah, been a long time coming with the recurring part, but that schedules are a bitch. What can you say? But um excited to be back on here because not many people understand Iona basketball, soccer betting, and just betting in general. You know? Oh, you put all this here. Okay, okay. You know, I, I gotta <laughs> I gotta go in front of my audience. I didn't even know um, this is shared this also. Hey, man. Well, we appreciate you coming back. Uh, we're, we're recording, guys. We're a little bit here in limbo. Um, we are just finishing up the third round, or excuse me, the third match day of round one of the World Cup. Uh, so right now, groups A, B, C, and D are set. Um, so Netherlands and Senegal coming out of group A, England and the United States, group B. Argentina and Poland, that was just settled today, and France and Australia as well. So, Martino, just want to kind of kick it off, man. What what do you see here, um, the first half of groups? What are the big surprises? Who impressed you? Who didn't impress you? What do you make of it so far? Um, Pretty much everything I thought was going to happen went like group A, group B. I got all four correct, like the, nice. the standings in those. Then we'll go over here in group C, same thing. Group D, that's where it turned. Um, <laughs> and that it turned for a lot of people there. Um, I, I think easily the most impressive is Australia and Saudi Arabia, I think, because what Australia was, they just snuck in, by the way, they said, if, if anyone remembers world cup qualifiers, they substituted a backup goalkeeper in for the penalty shootout. They end up winning that. Um, and obviously we know fun, funnily enough, a lot of Serie A fans exist in Australia. So I know a lot of them that were very happy about uh, the result today. And boy, did they deserve it. By the way, I want to ask you guys this one question. I know this is your show, but anyways, Denmark, everyone, you can't call Denmark a dark horse two tournaments in a row. That's like giving most improved player to a sophomore in in the NBA. Like, I don't understand. Like, you're supposed to improve. Like, you're not a dark horse anymore. If people know you made a semifinal run and know you're good, like, you can't be a dark horse for that. But I thought they sucked all tournament. Like, it was just the – they're not scoring open play goals. They're not creating. Um, I thought they were the biggest mess out of any team here. Um, But, yeah, Yeah. Saudi Arabia, lightning in a bottle, I guess. Yeah, Denmark definitely, I think, the biggest disappointment of these first four groups. I mean, you you said it, Martino, the first, you know, groups A and B, I think those played out almost exactly as most people kind of expected, which is mm-hmm. interesting because in the opening rounds, there were some upsets, some kind of interesting results that raised a few eyebrows. But in the end, it all kind of shaked out the way that, that most were kind of anticipating. So I'm, I'm sure some people who are p- putting futures down, you know, probably got quite a few of those correct unless they were trying to get some some exotics in there. But um, yeah, I think right now group D, the only one that, that really has any sort of, uh, you know, interesting upsets. Although I think Australia coming into it, there was kind of the, uh, you know, understanding of like, they're trying to figure out what they have now. They're kind of into this next wave, you know, Cahill is retired. So, you know, who's going to be the next guys to step up and I think it's promising for them. I think it's been a good showing at the very least. So we be curious to see what they do. They get Argentina next. Is that right? Mm-hmm. So yep. Argentina, you know, I think they've picked it up a little bit, but they haven't come into this tournament on fire, at least in the way that people were expecting. The one thing I'll give them, too, they, they've experienced just about every emotion you possibly can in the group stage. I mean, they went up really early in that first game to France, which, you know, True. gives them that belief that they belong. And then they promptly give up, what, four goals in the second yeah. half or, or something like that. <laughs> um, but to, to go out and and take care of business and bounce back from that loss, get two wins. You know, one nothing wins. Great defense. Mm-hmm. Um, 
more power to them. And, and, you know, you talked about Denmark. I completely agree. One thing I was saying to Scotty, um, you know, usually in a World Cup, you you almost see more of the squads like Denmark, who I think are not flashy, but they're compact, they're organized. Yeah. Um, you know, you mentioned they're, they're not the most creative. Um, usually teams like that thrive, and we're not exactly seeing that right now. No, I thought I thought this was just it kind of felt lifeless at one point. Um, and, and the defense was good. That's just the way you're supposed to see games out. And it's so funny to see football Twitter analyze it on an XG basis when it's not like we follow Italy very closely. We see how they win these tournaments. It's not about that at all. If you're talking about over a 38 game season, sure, because that stuff evens out. But we're talking about what happens on that day for 90 minutes. That's all that matters. And that's the way you have to change up betting because a lot of people that are casual soccer betters or football betters only know league. League is totally different from tournaments and even Champions League as well, because Champions League has two legs. And it's over the course of months. We're talking about one month. Show me what you got. It doesn't matter who you are or where you're from for the most part. It's can you step up on that day? Because, again, we're looking at one CONCACAF team that everybody was mocking for finishing third that advanced to the knockout stages. And and and, and, that's, and that's the reality of it. And I think a little bit uh, – well, a lot of people actually had Wales advancing. I think it was mostly Welsh. Because they started getting Scotty. They, Scotty did you? Yeah. I mean, I, I get it. It wasn't, I thought it was no. close to a toss toss up as you could think between those three um, yeah. outside of England in that group. So it wasn't anything ridiculous, but I, I would say some people did have Wales advancing, yeah. but you know, that that's the way it goes though. In my defense, my, my Wales uh, boldness stems purely from my Liverpool fandom because Nico Williams and Harry Wilson, I think were, two really you know, young, promising prospects for Liverpool. I think Nico Williams played pretty well in this tournament. Yeah. Harry Wilson didn't get on the score mm-hmm. sheet, but not his, not his day, I guess. Um, but yeah, I, I thought they'd do better. I think they, you know, coming into it, they had maybe that right mix of veteran leadership and then young emerging talent that can, you know, sometimes sneak in. It just didn't come together for them. They didn't look great in any of their games, I think, in, in this round. And the one team I, I just very quickly want to get your thoughts on, Martino, before we move on, because Scotty and I are, are split on this one. What do you make of Ecuador in their World Cup? They finished with four points. They didn't make it out of the group, but um, I'd love to get your thoughts on them. Literally everything I thought would happen, like tough games against the the teams that advanced, um, beat Qatar and Enter Valencia dominated. And that's kind of the way it went. Like Moises Caicedo was great, too. He put them in yep. a position to to get close to that uh advancing to the knockout stages but unfortunately you know senegal that's why that's why i love senegal so much despite no money it's the afcon yeah. champions like but how much have we seen of Koulibaly? how much have we seen of yeah. i mean sars going no look on a penalty in the world cup like that's that couldn't be more ballsy if you tried and i i just think they were the more battle-tested side and it proved just on that result and how that result went down it's okay you're up you lose the lead, then all of a sudden you're about to be out of the tournament, and then you end up scoring off of a set piece. That's just the types of teams that are so dangerous, and I know we'll probably talk about the knockout stage, but I think they're severely, severely underrated, despite no money against England, um, but especially by the odds, at least. No doubt about it. Um, so let's get into the the four remaining groups, the um, you know, still – underway uh so brazil and portugal are through um right now group e is kind of the one with uh everything to play for so we're talking about spain japan costa rica and germany uh that, that costa rica result 
over Japan. I don't know about, I can't speak for everybody here, but I can tell you, I took a bath on that game. Uh, that, that completely caught me off guard. Um, that was probably one of the most arrogant managerial showings I've seen in a while. I just like, I think it was just straight disrespect from Japan to Costa Rica and looking past the game in a world cup. Like, like what kind of logic was going through them when they're saying, oh yeah, Costa Rica, let's sit all those guys and have to potentially risk beating Spain on the final day just to advance. Yes. You beat Germany. That's amazing. Then you go all for it against Costa Rica. Like, but like that, that, right there was pure arrogance and credit to Costa Rica who are, I think hot trash, but you still managed to end up winning that. And the Japanese goalkeeper should have saved that. He was off his line for no reason. Um, Even got a hand to it, guessed it right. The timing wasn't even that bad. It was just poor positioning. Um, And yeah, I mean, it burned them. This is what they get. They, it was, it was a great job against Germany, changing things up at the half only for this to happen. It's the complete opposite of like, and again, if we remember what happened in Japan last world cup, and then you see this happen, I mean, just, just how, how do you mentally deal with that? And that, that is something that gets difficult when you bet on this stuff, because we could come up with all these narratives and all these scenarios that we want. We have no clue what's going on in that dressing room besides them cleaning it up nicely. And that's about it. <laughs> yeah. I think that's the, you nailed it because Japan, you know, once you get that win against Germany, we, we talk about it. Six points is like that magic number. You get six points and you're <laughs> advancing. And so you could have an opportunity to basically have that locked up, you know, by the, your second game. And then you can rest your players against Spain. I mean, I know it's great to get that result. It's a good momentum builder, but you know, this is all about surviving advance. You're talking about, you know, differences between league and tournament play. Tournament play is all about getting the results that you can get when you can get them and then moving on to that next round. And that's a, that's going to be one that I think is going to haunt a, a lot of, you know, the manager, but a lot of the people um, that have been pulling for Japan for, you know, probably the next four years until they get another chance at this. Cause unless they get that result against Spain, I don't want to count them out yet. There's, there's every opportunity, but it's tough. And I mean, they're, they're, Plus seven fifty five on the money line. Spain is minus two forty five. I mean, the, it's, it's a it's a big as the lopsided number as we've seen in this tournament. Well, and uh, well, well, so like the position is like they could still advance, but the way I saw Germany play against Spain, like it's gonna they're gonna beat Costa Rica. Like that's right. to me that's no not even they, they. I would beat. That's more shocking than Saudi. I'll say this right now. Saudi Arabia beating Argentina is less shocking than Costa Rica beating Germany in this spot. I, I, this, is, this, is, this, is, this, is, this would be catastrophic for Germany. Not saying Absolutely I don't agree. want to see something like that, but Costa Rica is abysmal. They ha- they're pretty much out at this point. I mean, it would take what? Uh, it would have to be Basically Spain beating Japan, and, yeah. and they would need to be Germany. So, I mean, listen, never say never in football, but Germany was still creating. I'm going to screw up the striker's name for uh, for Germany, but he. If you watch that match, uh, which I assume you guys did, but just in general to anyone listening, like he changed everything. He was so intelligent. The work rate was great. It's just the kind of stuff that you need that Giroud will do for Milan at times. Um, even Bobby Firmino for, for Scott, just to make a reference, like it's about doing all the little work that mm-hmm. helps lead to goals because goals aren't just shots on target. It's creating opportunities. It's drawing fouls and free kick areas, penalty areas. Um, and then Musiala is finally rounding into form. Like yeah. good luck Costa Rica on that. It's just yeah. a finishing because he, sco- he should have scored the goal of the tournament against Japan, but that finish was horrendous. But 
Um, and again, he should have, he should have as well with Leroy Sané. I, I think he had open as well. That should have sent Germany ahead two to one. So it's not, if we're saying like Spain looked the best on match day one, and then Germany should have beat them on match day two, they should beat up Costa Rica. It should, it should be only spreads to look at. Because yep. money line's a waste of time. Only yeah, sicko, man. only sickos do money line in this to win. Try try to beef up your parlay or something. That that'd be right. the only reason. It's not even minus one thousand. No, I know you're not getting anything with that's, that. That's that's horrifying. So, so Scotty and I have, have pretty much argued that um, we think Spain and Germany are kind of in that same little realm here. But as you mentioned, right, they do a lot of the little things right. They move around exceptionally well. They have midfielders creating a whole lot the issue is the finishing who's who's the guy the game is on the line you need that one striker to look to um is it morata for for you guys it's not for me i mean he has uh, been better this tournament than in the past i mean he he has been getting the job done so i i wouldn't want to count on him consistently but i have to give him credit Uh, yes what i'm saying when he's needed to listen hand up i have a future on germany uh not because i think they're the best team but because i thought it was the best value for you know, I think they were plus twelve hundred when I took them. Yeah, they're um, still plus thirteen hundred now. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I think ultimately that's going to be their downfall. Is where are these goals going to come from? And I think that's true for Spain and for Germany. Even though yep. ultimately, I think both of these teams get out of the group. It's exactly what I I was saying prior to the tournament too. Like it's, I have no ill will towards either of them. Like they're they both have everything that you want. The defense is good. Goalkeepers, you could Unai Simone, arguably the, one of the more underrated ones, but Neuer's Neuer. Fullbacks are good. Jordi Alba is still capable of creating, but it's Murata off the bench. Ferran Torres is suspect finishing. Mm-hmm. Even if Timo Werner was there for Germany, I don't like Kai Havertz. It's really just, I think it's going to come down to Muller. I think Muller is the guy in these situations to step up for them. Germany have everything in terms of creation. Doesn't seem like Sané has 90 minutes in his legs. Like it's 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 really just going to have to be scrappy. And I think both of them are able to eke them out in, in certain games. But it's like to win the tournament, that's just – it's the difference. That's why I think Spain in 2024 is like a – it's a different yeah. type of type of look. But, again, that's two years from now. No, no question. Uh, let's move on to Group F. So currently we have Croatia, Morocco, four points each. Belgium with three. Canada already eliminated. Um, so it looks to me like Croatia, <laughs> Belgium right now is a pick em. Uh, yep. You know, both teams are um, about plus 170 on the money line, about minus 110. Draw no bet. Um, you know, basically a win in your end type game. What, what do you guys make of that one? Scott, can you go first? Yeah, sure. I mean, this it's it's interesting. I think we had I, I had high expectations for both these teams coming into this. Um, they are both I mean, Croatia, we talked about they're definitely older and aren't quite where they were, you know, two or four years ago in the last couple of cycles. But I thought Belgium would still have a little bit more in them coming off of, you know, their quote unquote golden generation. Um, so it's interesting to see that, you know, at, at this point, really only one of them is going to advance. I don't that there's a very slim scenario where both Croatia and Belgium are getting out of this group. And I think it's Belgium wins and then like yeah, Morocco. Canada smacks Morocco. Smoked, yeah. yeah. So it's, it's kind of shocking to see both of them dropping out. I mean, I think if we, if you had told me that 
beforehand, I would have assumed that means Canada was getting through, but credit to Morocco. I think they've played really well in, in, in both games that they've played. Um, even when the, the tie against Croatia and that, that first one, I thought they, they looked really dangerous on the counter. They mm-hmm. had a lot of pace. They're creating opportunities. Couldn't quite get the last, you know, finishing touch to it. But um, I think in this one, I, I would have to lean a little bit more towards Croatia because they've looked better overall. Um, but I don't, I don't expect this to be, you know, uh, uh, as good of a game as I would have expected coming into the tournament. I think this is going to be kind of a grind them out, you know, who can get that first goal and then kind of tact, you know, put their tactics together and, and, and seal the victory. I love Croatia in this. I think <laughs> Belgium, I haven't liked Belgium. I will continue not to like Belgium and they're imploding. Um, yeah. You can't have your best player of all time, arguably say that you're too old to win the entire tournament. You're that's, He's not a loser, but he's talking like one. Yeah. And I think I think that's incredibly pathetic of him. Um, and, and I find that really badly timed. And then Vertonghen's going back and saying our attack is too slow. So you're not wrong, Vertonghen. But like at the it, and, and there's like Hazard has to dispel these rumors that they're fighting in the locker room and this and that. And it's like, OK. You either say this is this stupid, like, you know, major league thing where everybody's beefing, you know, I'm referring to the movie where everybody's beefing mm-hmm. in, the, in, the, in the locker room and then all of a sudden they band together and they group up. Like, no, it's not, it's none of that. Okay. It's Croatia has a lot more mental fortitude and toughness. That's why they've actually reached a final before. That's why, yeah, there might have been a transitional period, but they've never been given that, that, you know, sign or or i don't know not drawn i haven't a brain fart here guys i'm sorry not uh i don't know label they're, they're not having this label as this gold, golden generation despite right. having great players arguably a better i think modric is better midfielder all time and, no. and you have brozovic and, and all these other guys and yet they're still winning like look what happens when they go down against canada they come back they score multiple goals before the half is over and then they go into the second half and they grab another and they could have had more okay it could have been a lot worse than it was belgium can't create they can't finish they don't have the energy for this um and i mean like they don't have guys in their youth coming off the bench like argentina can point to enzo or julian alvarez at least and some of these other countries can I don't think Belgium points to anyone and their backs are against the wall right now. And I think the way this golden generation ends is with a knockout in the group stages of the world cup and Croatia again, plus plus one seventy. Even if you wanted to draw no bet. And, and I I disagree a little bit with Scotty, but I totally get where you're coming from with this type of match being a grind amount, but two and a half with that, it's like over 400 in a, in a two leg parlay. If you take Costa Rica and over two and a half goals. So that's, and even if you wanted to lower it down a little bit to one and a half, you're still getting a team pretty high on plus money. You don't see this happen. You don't see this happen on a match day three. I, 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 I take a winner in this. I I really would like on the, on the triple money line. So it scares me too, that I, I also like Croatia. I mean, I've now gotten them wrong for two games, right? I love (laughs) them at even money game one against Morocco. I thought they were going to come out and get that result. Didn't happen. Um, Then I got a little too hyped on Canada. I was like, Oh, Croatia didn't look good last game. Maybe Canada keeps it close. I, I think I took them plus a goal or something like that. Croatia comes out and dominates, but no, I, I agree, man. I, I love them in this spot. They're the better, more organized, as you mentioned, been there before team. And that midfield is just too good for Belgium right now. So um, I, I definitely think they get it done in this one. Yeah, and I think what we're seeing too now is kind of Belgium's paying that 
price of, of getting Roberto Martinez as their their manager. I think everyone that <laughs> was familiar with him leading into it was kind of questioning that that decision, and now they're kind of seeing you know why that was such a you know interesting choice that was a little bit criticized when it first happened because um, he is not controlling, like you said, Martino. He's not controlling the locker room. I think he's actually accusing the media now of like creating this for for you know clickbait essentially but when you have your own players coming out and saying these things directly it's kind of hard to like make that it's, accusation it's to, mm-hmm. and 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 it's even more ironic coming from the guy that what well prior to everton was a studio analyst over here for every international tournament in america so good luck with those burn bridges because yeah. that's just and also can i just say for the record international managers suck do not rely on any of these guys to make the proper decisions outside of like Luis Enrique. I like Hansi Flick and maybe like two to three other guys, but I, these guys suck. They're so, they're so bad at what they're doing. There's a reason yeah. they have a part-time job for the most part. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. Absolutely. <laughs> um, all right. So let's, let's check it on group G tournament favorites, Brazil or in, They've already qualified six yeah. points. They'll be taking on Cameroon. The real match here is Switzerland against Serbia. Swiss are on three points, Serbia on one. So theoretically, you win and you're in. Um, uh, I should see. have intro this group, Nick, because I know you're going to have strong opinions about Serbia. So I'm going to, I'm going to, I want Martino <laughs> to talk about Serbia without me okay. saying anything. I want to hear his thoughts. I mean, this isn't, <laughs> I know what you're going to refer to. Um, listen. They haven't even played that bad. It, Brazil is such a good team that that 2 real loss is nothing I would be ashamed of. Let's but agree, the, though, that could have been a 4 or 5 nil loss. I mean, I think Brazil had 10 yeah, shots yeah. on target. Oh, and Of course, yeah. But I don't I, – but I just don't also think they necessarily like play bad. It's, obviously, score lines don't always reflect what happened, but the 90 – it wasn't like, oh, my God, like Serbia has no chance now of getting out of the group. It was like, no, Brazil should win this comfortably, and that's kind of how it went. Mm-hmm. Um this was a choke job. Mal- Malinkovic, uh, Fiorentina, that was just an abysmal half. You, just like the offside traps with him, tracking back, positioning. Uh, they were gifted that Andre Onana dropped out of the match prior. because and, I mean, he's out of the World Cup now. Serbia, I... I, I, I don't know, man. They, they, I had them as the dark horse, but they're just like proving to be too obnoxious. I was like, oh, okay. Shake it off against Brazil. 3-1 lead. Should feel this out. Get the three points. And then they did what they did. I I, I, I just can't. I don't think I can back them. The Swiss are so, the Swiss are so solid, man. And even, even if a draw is into play here, draw, draw or Swiss winning. And again, you know how we say sometimes guys put on an international jersey and they transform Shakiri almost any time you could look at this guy, whether it's an assist or a goal, I, w- I would look to him because also narratives, Albania, Serbia. We saw that beef last World Cup. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't put it past them um, to, to step up in a match like this. Yeah, Shakiri and, and Ochoa, probably two of the Mount Rushmore guys <laughs> of don't play well for club, but are unbelievable for country. Um yeah, I mean, Nick, I really am curious because like Switzerland, I know you've also been pretty low on, but they've done well this tournament. So this game yeah. for you has got to be like, I mean, you're between a rock and a hard place trying to pick it's, one team to win here. It's it's tough. I mean, obviously you have to give the edge to the Swiss just because they only technically need a draw to probably get through, uh, assuming that Brazil takes care of business. Um, but, I, you know, listen, I, I, I said two things when we first started talking about this. I said that I think Serbia is definitely – overrated and they're not ready yet they do have a good collection of talent but um putting it all together is 
you know, a, a different thing altogether. That said, I did actually have them making it out of the group against Switzerland. I think I said they'd make it over the Swiss. They'd probably lose in their very next game. And that still could be true here. Um, so I, I win no matter what. But, the, the, <laughs> you know, they 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 haven't looked the part. Um, Vlahovic, I don't really know what's going on with him. There were rumors. The rumors were shut down. Either way, he hasn't seen the field. And, I mean, that's yeah. that's just a huge miss for this team. I think if he's on the field, it's uh, – it's a completely different side, and it's another reference point. Mitrovic has looked pretty good. He hasn't been outstanding. But he's, no, he's, yeah, he blew those no. chances. It's it's, a, it's frustrating because they were creating, and he, he should have had more goals than he did in that game uh, against Cameroon. That was just that was just choke job on, yeah. on those finishes. And he's a he's a revelation in the Premier League. But it's like it's like, do you want to rely on that? It's like the serves are so bizarre. Yeah. I need them to qualify. I have them in the future. I need yeah. it. Hey, man. But, I'm not confident on it. And the Swiss are just, they're like, talk about hard to, to break down. Yeah. Um, they're, we, we saw it in qualifiers with it, Italy. Um, it's not going to be easy to, to, to break them down. Even unders too. Like if you were, if you'd like draw an under two and a half, that's something to, for people to look at. Like really, that that's, that's definitely something yeah. for sure. This screams one, nothing, one, one game, hundred percent. I'm so with you there. And I think today all four games were zero, zero at half. Just um, been absolutely right? unreal been, yeah. for unders in this yeah. tournament. I had yeah. one of those. <laughs> yeah, even like yesterday, there was a lot of you know no score at halves, and we were just looking at the favorites coming into it, just taking the money line because they're pretty much even at that point. Um, I think the interesting thing too here is you know Real Ambolo has been on a you know looking mm-hmm. pretty good in his matches, and we saw obviously Cameroon put three past Serbia, and, and Brazil had all those chances. He's at plus two forty anytime goal score for this one. I don't mind that at all. I think that's actually yeah, pretty good value. That is, that is, that is. And again, I think this is, you were, we had a long uh, discussion. I think when Alex Dono was on this, like today I was looking, I was streaming on Twitch. I was just showing like, uh, you know, just like casuals who are picking up the world cup. I'm like, okay, the biggest, the biggest like joke that any legal sports books put out in the States are anytime goal scorers. The, the number four highest goal scorer for the Argentina and Poland game, I'll let you guys guess who it was. It's Messi. No. Or is it? No. Oh, no. no. He was the, he was, he had the, he had, he was the favorite to I'm, score I'm, anytime. I'm oh. trying to think of like who probably, probably like Lotaro who didn't even start. No, nope. He was plus 175. No. Yeah, I'm trying to think of like who's on their bench. Paulo Dybala. Oh, hollow. Sure. Exactly. Exa- I forgot he's on the team. Honestly, I, I but, hate to say that. I forgot he's on the team. It, 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 it doesn't matter, but that just proves my point. You're not even thinking about him, and we're talking he's plus 190 pre match. Yeah. Yeah. Lewandowski, regardless of how Poland ended up playing the game, we're talking about like if a penalty could be scored, Louis was around 340. This is the stuff that's put out there on a consistent yep. basis that you could easily and again they're not easy to predict but anytime like come on like this is it's stupid they don't know what they're doing yep. they still do it in Serie A the stuff that we were talking about last yep. episode I was on yep. like Marco Lasetic was 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 a kid who doesn't even score for Milan he's 18 and he's being put ahead of like Teo Hernandez like it's, that's this is what they do and it's that's all positions, where you have to yeah. look so I'm Scotty and I we we had um we had Lewandowski against Mexico, man, plus one eighty, and he missed that fucking penalty kick. We were devastated. That I did the the penalty. Well, I need a Messi today. Um, oh yeah, Messi did the it, same thing. Just, uh, yep. Same direction too. It's almost like same exact PK. It was the same exact. It was both to the right, you know, like perfect height to uh, 
Yeah, sorry. There's been like two of them that have been good. The, the rest, the rest suck, but yeah. Now, um, let, let's just wrap this up quickly with Group H. Uh, Portugal qualified, Ghana three points, South Korea and Uruguay one point each. So South Korea taking on Portugal, um, uphill battle. Hopefully that, you know, they're, they're thinking the Portuguese might rest a lot of their players. Yeah. Ghana and Uruguay, uh, Uruguay, big favorites, minus 140, Ghana why? plus 400. Exactly. Scotty, you're Mr. Uruguay. Scotty, I know. And I, that's, it, it hurts, but yeah, I, mean, I, I don't <laughs> see why they would be like Ghana plus 400 is an incredible number. I, I mean, I'd probably go draw no bet because I, you know, they get through with a draw in this one. Right. I don't think uh, there's no way for South Korea if they, to get by. Yeah. If South Korea would have to be Portugal by like five goals, yeah. if Ghana gets a draw. So, yes. Um, yeah, I, I would, I would definitely take Ghana and a draw no better, whatever number that ends up being. It's probably still plus like 200 and something. It's 260 uh, on 260. Angel, that's, for example, yeah. that's unbelievable. unbelievable. Yeah. For a team that Uruguay has scored zero goals in this tournament, do they? Oh, yeah. That's very impotent in front of net, to say the very least. Which is it hurts my soul, but yes, they, they have the same bad. World Cup lineup as they did in 2006, with the exception of Darwin. Yeah, seven of the starters are like the same. I feel like uh, they just they can't. None of these looks are good. They like send it wide and anything like played in. No one's making the right run. No one's crushing in that. No one's going to get touch on it. It's. I thought. I thought they looked incredibly abysmal. I had them to qualify. They were minus two seventy to qualify out of the group. Yes, it was. Were. They've been. They've been pathetic, to be honest. And Ghana. Listen, if you'd like to play storylines and narratives again, I took. I. I lost a. You know. A, you know. Same game parlay. It's a free play, so I got half the money back. I just took. Took that on um, Ghana to qualify out of the group, and you can get that at even money. At certain places. And again, well, that's well, that's the beauty of like looking at bets like this, because if you're saying you would love to take draw no bet and that's all Ghana would need to advance. Right. Or or just even if you like the draw on that, those numbers are ranging all over the place at better value. So like if you if you think Ghana's going to qualify, right, you could get them any even money, but you could also take these plus money bets here. You could mm-hmm. bet 285 on the draw. You could bet. 400 on that like you could win multiple bets like the the tickets i think people just feel like they have to be married to one thing and instead of like seeing everything a tournament has to offer because that's it's not always the case and this is what happened poland was live too plus 110 today and mexico was like around minus 175 and it was like okay saudi arabia just needs to score or Poland puts themselves with one goal. Like that's a lot to put on Mexico for no reason, in my opinion, at least. So like that, that kind of stuff fluctuates. You don't have to be married to it. Um, so yeah, that's. No, I think that's a hell of a point, right? So you take Ghana draw no bet plus 260 or plus 265, whatever you guys just said it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If they win the game. Awesome. You, you've won some money, but it, take them to qualify where basically we know they need a draw you've all of a sudden turned, you know, uh, a push result into a winning result. I mean, that's a hell of a way to look at it. Yeah. It's, I think it's just creating scenarios in your head in which you could see go down and then just see if the bets are favorable in that. And, and, and what I mean is just kind of what I was explaining. And I, and I do this with a couple of other teams. I mean, it all depends on the scenario. Like I did uh, yesterday with USA, right. I saw, I saw us, you know, if we were going to win the game, it was going to be a one nothing or two nothing, and so like those scores were were going well, and we were up one nothing at that point to get the correct score, and that was at plus three hundred, 
And then two nothing, I said to myself, I only see this going to nothing in our favor because we're just we're keeping this energy up. So to get that correct score to nothing, what I planned on doing was cashing out early with the one nothing um, because it was almost double. So the later time went on in that match when we're getting closer to a one nil result, I was thinking, okay, let me just double my money because I put the same stake on both of these correct scores. And I could see the two nothing going that way. And I was like, okay, well, if I take the, if I double my money, worst case scenario, I push on both of those sides. But what, but what ended up what going down was like Pulisic had to obviously um, come off with that. I saw some of the subs that, that oh Greg God. Berhalter was going with. We don't have enough time to talk about that. Of course, of course. Yeah, you don't you want to have a go at him. But the point was like, okay, they're playing it defensive. Now it's like, okay, now I could really see one nothing. So I just like, you know, you bite the bullet, whatever. I lose on on the two nothing, but you still cash out on like plus three hundred. It's just playing. Knowing this sport is more important to bet on than any sport that I know. Yeah. Like it's a, it's just straight up tech because they're always marginal one or two goals. These games, one decision by the referee, one kick, one deflection. Difference between you know winning a bet and losing. How many how many friends have you guys had to uh, explain like the Richarlson offside to? People really don't know it. Like the public doesn't understand how the sport is played, and they're so shocked that shit that we see. Excuse my language. The the stuff that we see every single. I don't I don't know. I'm just playing this. Um, but I don't, I don't know if like, you know, people realize this stuff happens week in, week out. They're like, yeah. how is that? And also I was like, what do you, what do you, it's like every day, like this happens and every week. Like this is the not- other thing. Most people can't fathom. Like, you know, if you're Playable betting other players. sports, if, if you're betting other sports, you're typically betting, um, you know, a, a team, right. You're taking mm-hmm. sides for the most part. People forget about the draw. I mean, it's such a, it's such a mind fuck when you first get into betting football, you're, you're like, oh wait, there's a third possible decision that's why these numbers look like that or what do you mean i didn't win this bet i had multiple people ask me if there was penalties uh at the end of the u.s game yesterday and i was just like (laughs) jesus christ and we were just doing the show with odds checker right and and this is like really funny that just another example of what's happening and why you could take advantage of this stuff is that 23 uh uh, 23 uh of people betting on a winner for the champions league or not sorry not the champions league the world cup winner are coming in on the u.s yeah. they're placing about 23 of people are placing money on the u.s mm-hmm. to win the world cup currently that's insane it's a lot of exposure for <laughs> sports book love it. and they'll, they'll they'll boost those numbers yeah, all day long they could boost it five they times, were they were boosting and they were yeah they were boosting it multiple times just listen i'm gonna take a risk free where they're like oh like you could get like five bucks back you know what i do i'm such a jackass i take some of that five bucks and i put it on first basket bets and i just spread out the dollar on it and i mean yeah. it's 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 incredibly stupid and that's why my percent winning percentage this is, no this is what you do if you're gonna do first basket bets i'll give my my betting advice here yes. if you're taking four or five different guys round robin it you know take a little bit less of a of a unit or you know whatever your unit uh-huh. is if, you know if it's five bucks take it down to two bucks and do like a four five way round robin that way if two guys hit you make money if three guys hit you're awesome mm-hmm. yeah it's it's just it's, it's so much fun it's so much fun but that's that's the, the anyway stuff i don't so, want to get into <laughs> so group h who do you guys have making out right we know portugal's through is ghana gonna get it done with a win or draw or are we expecting an upset I think Ghana at this point, I, I have not seen anything from Uruguay that would zero goals. Me, yeah. <laughs> and if you're talking zero goals, Nick, uh, Uruguay team total under one and a half is even money. 
Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's the it's, best bet on the board. That has to be. Yeah, it is. So just to wrap it up, we have Group E, Germany, one point. Group G, Serbia, one point. Group H, Uruguay, one point. Very possible for three last place teams to make it into the second round. I can't remember the last time something like that has happened on match day three. It was, I think, prior to Qatar and Canada. I think 30 out of the 32 teams had an, had an opportunity to advance. Like in a little bit crazier scenarios for some, but that that's that's the beauty of it, and, and it's great. And the sad part is, like Canada played pretty well. I don't think they deserve that that soon, yeah. but um, yeah, insane. It's that's why it's so hard to bet. No doubt. Um, so really quickly, we do have two matchups uh, that are set for the knockout stages. Want to just get into them. Netherlands mm-hmm. against the USA. Dutch are favored, minus 105. USA currently minus 340. Um, mm-hmm. Martino, what do, what do you think? Forget about the numbers. What do you, what do you <laughs> think of this matchup? I mean, I guess it really just depends on how Christian's feeling. Um because that's every that's really everything at this point. Or maybe if uh, Raina sees the field, or are you one of those? I mean, I'm, I'm I mean, right I am one of those. I'm always one of those. But okay, you know, like it's it's you know how these people go. You can't argue with the guy getting results. No, 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 no. They're getting results in spite. There's a difference. Um, yes. There, the like you can't like I'm. This is how you know people don't watch shit because Geo is, in my opinion, the most talented U.S. player that I've seen, um, ever. Agreed. And, and that's and that's saying a lot. It, will he get there? I don't know. Um, but just again, it's kind of weird. Like Belgium, the guy is saying that his his knee or his ankle is not feeling well. Lower part of his body. He's saying he is feeling well, and then he's saying, "Oh, it's tactics," and then it's not tactic. It's like there's clearly someone doesn't like the other person. And from what uh, this is just me not doing conspiracy, but from what I'm thinking, there has to be some beef. Wait. Not, I'm not saying there has to be, but potentially beef with Claudio used to be a big name back in U.S. soccer in the day. The Burhalters are a pretty big name in there. There's got to be some sort of friction um, involved in this. I, I think it has to be because Geo isn't that type of kid. You don't hear any issues about him at Dortmund. And Dortmund's a well-run program. Like literally, mm-hmm. you could say like a program ran in that sport few do it like them and they don't have issues about him they're not you don't hear anything negative coming out of there the only time we hear it is right now and this guy could change everything like seriously the path that we see for team usa to make a semifinals is not ridiculous it's not ridiculous it's we're talking about beating the netherlands which is not far-fetched for a side that kind of struggles offensively at time cody's been amazing can't dispute that Mm -hmm. their defense is phenomenal I think our midfield goes toe to toe with them right now. I do. I don't, I don't think theirs really is outmatching us that much. Do they have the best midfielder? Probably. But again, Argentina, Australia after that, that's the potential in the quarterfinal. This isn't insane. Um, But I don't know who's going to score for us. And that's the problem. I don't trust Josh Sargent. He had a good game against Iran, but come on. Like you guys see him watch enough Premier League championship. MLS, these these guys can't score. They can't score. They're arguably got the worst striker core that's going to the knockout stages. It's it's bad. Yeah. No, it's no doubt. Yeah. I, I mean, I'll just I'll touch on that before I let you go, Scotty. Yeah. I, I agree that um, that's the main issue, and I can't imagine after three games and two goals, we're not seeing <laughs> Jesus Ferreira. We're not seeing Brendan Aronson. Uh, we're we talked about Geo, obviously Geo. Um, something has to change, and it's worked well 
from a defensive standpoint. By the way, doesn't deserve credit for putting on Aronson when it was an injury. No, that doesn't count. That, anyway. Exactly. But no, 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 no. But that's right. I had people coming back at me after the match when I said, yeah, sure, Bar- Burhalter is going to make the proper stuff. He had no choice to put right. Aronson on. Right. That's ridiculous. It's like Deschamps with Terry Hernandez. Lucas Hernandez tore his ACL. He had to put him on the field. <laughs> it's, it's stupid. It's like, let's credit Bill Belichick for drafting Tom Brady. He drafted him in the sixth round. He passed it him seven times. Okay, mm-hmm. he's not doing his job great. That's but that's the difference though, because this is what's gonna happen. If we go nil-nil, right? Or we had like good opportunities where Netherlands is playing open, we're slicing them open on counters. The best player to have is Gio Reyna. If he's not on the pitch, there's no excuse for it. If we get knocked out in a winnable game in the World Cup stages, okay, you're fired, in my opinion. You should be, because it's not to me, there's certain goals that you should set out for yourself, right? Like, if you said prior to the tournament, Team USA makes the knockout stages, they end up losing. You're like, ah, shucks. Like, that was a pretty good tournament. We're doing a good job. We have a very young team. But when we look at it, we're right there. We should be beating them. And he's refusing to play our best player on the bench. and Or two of them. And Aronson, too, at times, right? He's not getting the minutes that I think he should. And so we got eliminated because of that. You should be fired. I, I I I don't see how you keep your job outside of nepotism and yep. that's kind of how it's been going and that's why i worry about it but i do like under two and a half no i, 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 know. I, I think <laughs> that's good i think that's all good i mean what i was gonna say is i think the the thing that sticks out for me is when we watched the, the u.s england match i think everybody was pretty surprised at just how much possession the u.s had and i think it was mm-hmm. because of what you said martino the midfield is actually really strong and the netherlands i haven't been impressed by i mean frankie de jong has probably had his name in the papers more than almost any other midfielder in the last six months for various reasons but i don't think he's shown up that well in this in this world cup i think he's been relatively passive and he has not controlled you know either game that that he's had uh that netherlands have played so far so i wouldn't be surprised here if, if usa has the the majority of possession and then it just comes down to yeah who gets the goal you know the under is Two and a half is minus 165. So I don't think, you know, books aren't expecting much. I don't think any of us expect much. But if you get that early goal and you happen to, you know, take a second opportunity, like you said earlier, Nick, it, all it takes is a weird deflection. You get a PK mm-hmm. here or, you know, just the, the the right, you know, chance breaks, goes your way. I think that's it. So it's if a, you have the majority of possession, you have the most opportunity for that to happen. So I would not be surprised for, for us to advance in this one. It's not like the Dutch or anything incredible either. That's like the, the that's like the yeah. part people are like we're talking didn't dominate Qatar like they should have. Um, they struggled against Ecuador at times. Senegal was missing the player who finished second in the Ballon d'Or race, second, and they're defending Africa. Like there isn't a bigger loss for a team in this tournament than yep. him for them. Um, and overall, like Virgil, Virgil's still awesome but he's not the same player that he once was. And that's a big factor. And I think that matters. Frankie, I don't think he's as great. I think this is solely on Cody um, turning this game on its head where I like, like Scott's saying, like it, if you can control the match and just put yourself in a position to just get one, that's all that matters. And Greg has actually had a healthy mindset about this, that he's talking. He's like, all that matters is if you're better than the other team on that day. And mm-hmm. is the U.S. capable of doing that against the Netherlands? Absolutely. Like, yeah. to, like what? Yeah. Like, this isn't we almost like England is considered a favorite. I don't agree with it, but they're considered a favorite for the World Cup. They outplayed them for 90 minutes. And a team yeah. that is Agreed. lauded for midfield talent 
Jude Bellingham is 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 already better than any U.S. player all time. So yeah. right, like that. I don't know. Sorry for no. Me. I I mean I I completely agree. I think the two things just to add to everything you guys both said. Number one, we've been exceptionally good in the first half of games. All three games, the United States yes. has dominated. If they can come out and finally get a goal in the first half, that sets them up beautifully. And um, to your point, you know, look, Cody has been phenomenal, but we've now seen the playbook for the Netherlands for three games, right? We know who to key in on. And if Memphis is going to be the guy at the end of the day that scores the goal that kills us, so be it. Let, let him be that guy because you can't let the – actual danger man you know the one guy who's pretty much really shown up through three games be the one to hurt you and i have to imagine it through all of my hate that greggy gets that part of it right well that and this was just going to be my last thing um it's the managerial thing louis van hall um outsmarting and outclassing greg is, is a strong strong possibility sure whether if he hit whether he hits that or not i don't know um but that's kind of something I don't think people should underestimate. Louis Louis is one of the greatest managers of, of his time. And regardless of what some people might say and what, you know, like, uh, again, this is where us people are kind of stupid and ignorant. Um, you know, Louis, they remember him for his Manchester United days. There, there are a group of people like I'm younger. I'm 27. Right. I interact with like the, the younger kids that are like five, seven years younger or whatever. Like they don't know, they don't know shit, man. So like they think Louis is like Louis just from the Manchester United run instead of what he was doing at Barcelona, what he was doing at Ajax, even what he did in 2014, he took down the greatest national team of all time and he addressed them. Um, so this, this is, they're dangerous, but this is winnable. That's the best summary for this match. I think dangerous, <laughs> but definitely winnable. Oh, we couldn't hope for better, basically how this has gone or the a path, better matchup or the a better path. path. Uh, they're like seriously though like even again australia argentina i'll take that that's not 100%. it's not it's rodrigo de paul the way he's playing right now isn't even better than shoot man don't I, say I, that too loud martino they're gonna come after you uh, can't can't spit facts like that dude i uh, well whatever they'll they'll get over it I, I i hope argentina wins i'd like to see messi win but i mean if you see that midfield i mean it's an atrocity no. it's an 100 but yeah. Um, and then quickly, I know you, you mentioned um, you don't you're not the biggest believer here. <laughs> England, big favorite right now, minus 190, Senegal yeah. plus 650. Um, what's the play in this one? I, you know, we're, is it Senegal plus some goals? Is it an over? What are we not thinking about in this game? Because know. the world will be hoping for and expecting for England to just take care of business, right? There's a, there's nothing more frustrating than looking at a triple money line and then the total and not liking much, um, right? Because you're like, oh, you know, a lot of juice on England. Maybe I'll parlay it with somebody. Oh, they only value the over two and a half at plus one thirty. I see why. Like it's there's a lack of firepower with Senegal. I don't think they win. Um, this would this would have to be for like extra time or, and that, and that's also the interesting thing too, to bet knockout games. If you don't think Senegal is going to win an extra time, like if you, if you think a team is going to go tooth and nail to the final minute, just take them on PK, take them to advance, like mm -hmm. play a little safe if you want to. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't like much, maybe under two and a half might be the only thing I would consider. That's a pretty decent number, but I could easily see it going over. I, I love the over in the Wales and England game and that, yeah. Was, was funny. It was really funny how it hit 
I won't lie. It's not it's not the most impressive hit because it happened in 15 minutes, but wins a win. Wins a win. Yeah. Um, I would only really look at that again. And and lineups like what it what it what is uh Southgate gonna do? Because Southgate is also befuddling half the time. Um, I think Rashford deserves a start. I don't yeah. I don't see how you how you no set him at this point. He's it's you know, it's one thing to like score and stat pad goals, whatever you want to call it, but th- these are really impressive. Like this is this is form. If a guy's hot, play him. We'll see if he does it. Right. Yeah, I think the only case against Rashford is I also think Bowden deserves to start. So it's, mm-hmm. yep. it's yep. interesting to see who who uh, Southgate puts in there because if I had to guess, I'm guessing he's gonna make somehow the wrong decision uh, and, and <laughs> stick with like the opening lineups. But uh, I, for me, I mean, we've we've talked about a lot of these games being scoreless at the half. I think this is another one that could very much be scoreless at the half. I think you know Senegal, their strength is definitely in their defense. They have a great keeper, and obviously Koulibaly is incredibly solid at the back. So under half a goal, first half is plus one fifty. I don't mind that. Um, I love that. Take a look at England's a slow starter. Yeah, as I say, see, see what Southgate puts out there, and if he's not putting out the hot, oh, yeah. you know, the hot players right now, that that's it you know, no brainer for me. Cause this, this feels like it could very much be a match that's decided by, by the subs, um, you yeah. know, over Southgate comes in and, brings it, on. and it almost screams to me if it's even, um, for, for a while, right into the second half, mm-hmm. that number on England is going to be really attractive. You, what do you, what do you think that drops down to? I, I think, I mean, they're, at, you know, if, if we're talking about a scoreless half, I think England's very, easily plus money uh, on the money line to, to get a result by like the 50th minute. Interesting. Uh, and what's, what's interesting too, is England but, but, money line first half is plus plus one twenty five. So there you go. Oh, there okay. seems to be some sort of, you know, understanding that maybe England is a slow starter. So I think they are. Uh, the public bothers me. Right. <laughs> Cause right. they, they, they're affecting it too much. They right. are affected. Like they're cause they just, Everyone thinks they're amazing. It's it's everyone thinks Mexico and England are unbelievable. And like all these other countries that are really good as well, get left out in these conversations and they're not being placed in bed. Like Argentina just shifted heavily. They're the same futures wise as France now mm-hmm. over a two nothing win against Poland. I don't. Why? Why is that the same? I don't. Is it because of the path? But that or, or is it because of what the public is saying? They they affect it heavily, and they, but again, live betting is so much fun. I think it's yeah, the best. Sport to I, that, that's on. I mean, I think that's the best case scenario for me in this game. I, I like that under in the first half. I'm with you there, um, but it's you know you can't take England right now without knowing what Southgate's going to do and kind of just see how the game unfolds and maybe make a call from there. Uh, or, or you know, also like sometimes um, a, a team to win to nil. Um, some books also yeah. offer one, nothing, score two, no. yep. yeah, yeah. Score groups like that. Um, sometimes they're not that great. I think in a game like this, it won't be, um, correct scores, live betting, correct scores are probably always the safest because at least you could, this is where like, it, it depends on the person. If your football acumen is good, then you could easily win a lot of these, not yeah. easily, but you could win a lot more, than, more than you would think. And, and those are some pretty significant numbers that you could hit sometimes. Um, but yeah, I mean that's that's kind of the way it's gonna go. Um, and yeah, I, nothing else left to say. I've said enough. Awesome. Hey, well, Martino, thank you again, dude, for, for coming back on. It's always a pleasure. Oh, it's always tell fun. the listeners what the hell you're doing, where they could find <laughs> you. How this man is yeah. making some of the best content I've seen in the World Cup. 
short, understandable videos where you're just being winning you're just a lot being, of money. You're being you're being biased, Tayona. I appreciate no, it. I appreciate the kind words. Um, yeah, it's just every everything's on social media. Unfortunately, right now I'm just you know just freelancing at the time. Oz checkers where most of the betting stuff has been happening. I know we've uh, the three of us have interacted. On it. I haven't seen Sam too much, so say say hello to him um when you guys talk to him again i haven't i haven't um but yeah it's just all on that i mean i don't know how many people listen to this or on tiktok but martino puccio on tiktok is where i'm at that one's growing fast that's a lot of fun to make quick videos on there same as instagram and youtube as well trying to get to a thousand subs um it's just posting posting all the shorts those are a lot of fun short form video content um if i ever do bets it's really just twitch just for shits and giggles it's really conversations with you <laughs> on yeah. on twitter i don't like to post them that much there's too there's 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 too many people on there and then they find yeah, your name with the blue check and then they're just assholes they get bent I, out of shape yeah i just don't feel like i'm like yo i'm just saying like if you would want to bet something this is interesting i'm not saying i'm a sharp i'm not saying pay me 250 dollars hey, a month i'm just saying i fucking like to bet dude it's like it's yeah. too, you, it's too you and us <laughs> we do too and your world yeah, cup exactly. video has been awesome we've been Thank following you. along Thank we've you. been you guys do a lot of those bets so um really appreciate it thanks again for coming on brother no of course of course appreciate it good luck to your lazio players scott good luck to your liverpool players as well Um, and all the bets uh yeah uh, happy holidays as well thank you